Once upon a time, in the quaint village of Montmorillon, two pickle enthusiasts, Andy from America and Pierre from France, embarked on a pickle adventure to settle the age-old debate between American dill pickles and French cornichons. This story, I like to think, is the pickled version of Brokeback Mountain. Andy, with his cowboy hat, well, actually, it was an Akubra hat, and a jar of tangy dill pickles proudly proclaimed, Y'all, these pickles are as American as apple pie and baseball. Crunchy and packed with flavour, these babies are made with the cucumbers soaked in a brine of vinegar, water, salt and dill weed. It's like a pickle party in your mouth. Pierre, sporting a beret and clutching a set of pearls around his neck. (coughs) Sorry, that's clutching a jar of delicate cornichons, replied with a playful grin. Mon ami, let me tell you about the cornichon. These petty delights are like the elegant ballet dances of the pickle world, made with baby cucumbers and brined in a concoction of vinegar, water, salt and garlic. They possess a unique tangy taste that tickles the palate. Maybe that French accent is the reason why nobody understands me when I speak French. As the two pickle enthusiasts savoured their respective pickles, they noticed a striking difference. Andy's dill pickle, with its bold and robust flavour, demanded attention. It was like a pickle with a bullhorn shouting, I'm here to party! On the other hand, Pierre's cornichon, with its subtle and refined taste, whispered, Civil play, savour every delicate bite, mes Amidst laughter and pickle munching, Andy and Pierre realised that their pickles were as different as night and day. But instead of arguing, they embraced the diversity and celebrated the fact that pickles, whether French or American, tickle the taste buds and fill the stomachs to people all around the world. And so, Andy and Pierre continued their pickle journey, sharing their delicious discoveries with friends far and wide, spreading pickle love and laughter throughout Montmorillon and wherever they went. Bonjour! This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. It's the podcast that's all about the cuisine that is said to have founded modern cooking. French ingredients and dishes have been a starting block for many of the world's best chefs and cooks. On Fabulously Delicious, you'll learn all about those dishes and ingredients, as well as get to know more about fabulous fresh chefs. I'm your host, Andrew Pryor. Enchanté. Enchanté. Ten years ago, my life changed when I competed on MasterChef Australia, and now I share my time between France, Paris, and my house in the French countryside, as well as the UK, London, and Brighton, and other places all around the world. My life is all about cooking, eating, and living life the best way I can. I love meeting wonderful food producers, chefs, home cooks, drinking amazing wines, eating some of the over 1,500, apparently, French cheeses, and sharing these fabulous experiences with you. I hope you enjoy them. Today, we are continuing the A to Z of French herbs, and today's herb is a dill. Sorry, no, it's dill. Often known as something used by the Scandinavian countries, this delicious herb has also been embraced by the French. Sit back, turn up the volume, If you're not driving, pour yourself a glass of wine, break a baguette, 
Mmm, add a bit of saucisson maybe, some delicious cheese, and enjoy today's episode of Fabulously Delicious, the A to Z of French herbs. Dill. Dill in French is pronounced anith and spelt A-N-E-T-H. It's a hardy and fragrant annual plant that in your garden will grow to around 60 centimetres tall. It has very fine blue-green leaves with deep yellow flowers. Both the leaves and the seeds are used in cooking throughout the world. It's related to the celery plant and tends to replant itself and spread widely, which you should take note of if you're planting and growing your own. Dill is an annual herb from the Episae family and it isn't native to European countries despite its use in many of them. It's native to North Africa, but it's widely grown throughout Eurasia. It was introduced to Europe by the Romans who thought that it symbolised joy. So they brought it with them everywhere they went to make them happy, of course. In the Middle Ages, it was thought that dill had magical properties and so it was used to protect houses and so the plant would be hung around the house. The word dill is found in most Germanic languages, but its origin is really unknown. In Latin, the word for dill is anethium, which is where the French word anith comes from. But this Latin word is also the word for anise. In Scandinavia, where the words dill, dild, dilla are all words that indicate calm, are often associated with being the founding words for dill. Dill contains magnesium, potassium, and iron. Medicinal uses of dill include being used as an infusion to ease vomiting, and since ancient times, dill was taken for indigestion and also as a sedative. Astronauts have used dill for its anti-flatulent properties. Excuse me. Which apparently is a must when being in confined spaces that have a closed air supply. Dated back to around 1400 BC, dill was found in the tomb of Egyptian pharaohs. It has even been found in ancient Greek cities and in the writing of Greek scholars. In fact, in Greek mythology, dill was originally a young man named Athethian who was transformed into the plant. The Greeks also used dill as a sleeping aid and would cover their eyes with the plant to help them get a good night's sleep. In Germany and Belgium, it was believed that dill provided protection and good fortune to marriages. So, brides would attach a sprig of dill to their wedding gowns or add it to their bouquets in hopes that their marriages would be blessed. Also, If a wife wanted to be in charge in her marriage, then she would secretly bring mustard and dill seeds to the wedding and repeat the words, I have you, mustard and dill, husband, when I speak, you stay still. Hmm. I have to keep that in mind for the next time I get married. Well, there probably won't be a next time, but anyway, we should all just keep that in mind. If you want to grow your own dill, it's easy. But like mint, it's recommended that you grow dill in a pot. Sow seeds around 30 centimetres apart in good soil and in a sunny place in the garden. 
In order to get the dill throughout this season, it's recommended that you sow the seeds several times throughout spring. Then you'll have a continual harvest. Often in the garden, dill is used as a companion plant as it attracts many beneficial insects when the flower heads go to seed. It's especially good as a companion plant to cucumbers, broccoli and tomatoes. In fact, for tomatoes, it not only repels pests, but it also attracts pollinators. But be warned. Yes, when it comes to tomatoes, you will have to prune the dill regularly so that it doesn't flower. Because as the dill matures and flowers, it will slow the growth of the tomatoes. Another reason to put it in pots, I think. Then you can just move them away from the tomatoes. Or put your tomatoes in pots and then you can move them away from the dill. You may have seen dill oil before. This is extracted from the leaves, stems and seeds of the plant. This oil is distilled and used often in the manufacturing of soaps, as well as other cleaning products. Dill tastes grassy and has an anise or licorice flavour to it. When the weather gets hotter, the plants start to flower. They call this bolting. Bolting, though, changes the flavour and makes them less aromatic and more bitter. In culinary uses, both fresh and dried dill leaves are used in many cultures, as well as the seeds from the plant, especially in Europe and Central Asia. Possibly, two of the most famous or well-known uses of fresh dill would be the American dill pickles and, of course, the very well-known Scandinavian gravelax or cured salmon. Dill is best used when it's fresh, as it tends to lose its flavour rapidly when dried. Freeze-dried dill leaves, though, tend to retain their flavour relatively well and can be kept for at least a couple of months. Like chervil, dill is delicate, works particularly well with eggs, in salads as well, and as a garnish to seafood. Throughout Scandinavian countries, the Baltic states, Ukraine and Russia, Dill is a staple herb for cooking, along with chives and parsley. In French cooking, dill was really in the past thought of as a Scandinavian herb and only used in northern countries with fish. Now, though, the French have adopted dill in their cooking and often use it in dishes as a subtle replacement to fennel. One of the best ways I think the French use dill is in sauces. Below is my recipe for tartare, which is a variation on the French mother sauce mayonnaise. Here's my sauce tartare recipe. The ingredients you'll need are two egg yolks, one cup of vegetable or sunflower oil, a pinch of salt, a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, two small dill pickles or cornichons, one tablespoon of capers, one teaspoon of dried dill, one tablespoon of chopped chives, one teaspoon of dried parsley, one teaspoon of espalette pepper, or cayenne pepper if you don't have espalette, one tablespoon of fresh lemon juice, and a pinch of freshly ground black pepper. The method? First off, we need to make the mayonnaise. So, whisk the egg yolks in a bowl, then combine the oil, vinegar, and salt until it is smooth. Chop, 
Finally, the capers and pickles. Mix in the chives, dill, parsley, espalette pepper, lemon juice and the black pepper and that will be the base of your tartare sauce. Mix that base in with the mayonnaise. Set aside in the fridge and serve whenever you're ready. This goes great with fish and chips, but also other seafood dishes, especially smoked trout, which is my preferred smoked fish due to its sustainability status. If you're looking for other uses of dill in your cooking, then use it as a garnish on soups or some roasted vegetables. Roughly chop some cucumber and toss it in some sesame oil, soy sauce, then sprinkle with sesame seeds and add a handful of chopped dill. It's a delicious salad to enjoy any time. But don't stop there. Why not add it to other salads like a potato salad? Here's a top tip for entertaining and also a great time-saving thing. Get some good quality store-bought tzatziki and add some freshly chopped dill to it. This will elevate it and your guests will be none the wiser. Because it doesn't keep well, it's a great idea to freeze fresh dill. So I chop up leftover dill and place it in ice cube trays. Then I add water and I freeze them. When I want to use the dill, I defrost the ice cube trays or I just add them to stocks or sauces. But be careful that it doesn't thin out or make the sauce watery. In Australia, as I like to say, the term dill is commonly used to refer to someone who is considered foolish or unintelligent. It is a colloquial slang term that has its roots in British English, specifically in the Cockney rhyming slang. Cockney rhyming slang is a form of language where words or phrases are replaced with rhyming words or phrases, often with the rhyming portion being dropped in everyday usage. The word dill is derived from the phrase dill pickle, which rhymes with pickle, that in turn rhymes with fickle. Are you with me? In Cockney rhyming slang, the phrase dill pickle was used as a substitute for the word pickle, which was then used to mean trouble or difficult. So over time, the term pickle was shortened to dill and eventually evolved to refer to someone who it seems as foolish or lacking in common sense. While the exact origins of Cockney rhyming slang are unclear, it emerged in the East End of London in the 19th century. British convicts and street traders used it as a way to communicate covertly and confuse outsiders. The slang eventually spread beyond London and made its way to Australia, where it became part of the unique Australian lexicon. Today, Dill is a commonly used term in Australian English to describe someone who is perceived as silly or foolish. I've never been called a dill. Alright, maybe I have. I think my mother used to call me one. Hmm. And a few other people. Anyway, moving on. That's it for another episode of Season 3 of Fabulously Delicious. Do you use dill? Let me know your favourite recipes for dill by contacting me via Instagram. Slide into my DMs at Andrew Pryor Fabulously. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram, as I love to receive recipes from you all. Slide into my DMs at Andrew Pryor Fabulously. If you share them with me, I'll give them a go and post on my socials and possibly even my blog, which you can find at andrewpryorfabulously.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you know what my motto is. Whatever you do, do it fabulously. Merci beaucoup and bon app.
Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional Book, Book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy, happy reading! reading.